What's your rule of thumb when it comes to cavitation treatment series? How many treatment sessions do you usually start with? Is it a range or a definite number? And is it generally the same or does it vary from patient to patient? Well, those are loaded questions and ones that deserve close examination. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about cavitation and we'll explore why a series of treatments is needed. By the way, have you ever wondered? And we'll break down all the factors that you need to consider when you're making those number of treatments determinations. We're going to give you a guide to use that addresses every factor you need to consider. And we'll apply our guide to a couple of example patients so you can easily do the same with your patients and develop the best custom-designed cavitation treatment plans. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Body Contouring Academy's Proven Profits Podcast where you'll learn simple, actionable strategies from real-world, successful body contouring professionals to help you generate more revenue, realize the profits you want, and create the life you desire. Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Kay. And we're your hosts of the Proven Profits Podcast. Hi there, body contouring professionals. Kay here. Shannon and I both thank you so much for being here too. You know, it's just an accepted fact that our non-invasive body contouring treatments are generally, with a few exceptions, not one and done. They require a series of treatments to produce desired results. But have you ever wondered why that's the case? Well, today we're going to explain why that is the case with fat cavitation, and we're going to tell you how you can create the perfect custom-designed cavitation treatment plans different for each patient. In other words, you're going to learn how to recommend the ideal number of treatment sessions. We're sharing the guide we use and when we make these determinations and then we're going to apply the guide to a couple of example patients so you can see just how it looks when you put it in action. Sound good? Well let's get going. We have so much to talk about today and we don't want the episode to go on for too long so let's just review, let's hit the highlights of cavitation. So fat cavitation It is a non-invasive body contouring technology, and it uses low-frequency sound waves to destroy fat cells in a treated area. It's also known as ultrasonic cavitation, ultrasound cavitation, and sometimes just cavitation. It reduces inches by destroying fat cells. The ultrasound technology that it uses produces sound waves that cause air bubbles to form below the skin surface in and around the fat cells. And when these bubbles burst, which they do, the fat cells are destroyed and they release their lipid contents. Now, over a period of time, the body's lymphatic system picks up those lipids, which are the fats, also excess fluids and toxins that are released from the treatment and eliminate them from the body. This results in inch loss and a permanent fat loss. Now, if you're new to body contouring and listening, and you're not yet certified in cavitation, but you think you might want to be, 
Cavitation certification is included in our 6-in-1 Masterclass. We'll leave a link in our show notes so that you can learn more about it if that's you. So let's move on to the question of the day. What is the number of cavitation treatments that are needed? Well, the short answer is a series of 6 to 12 treatments to start. This podcast is going to lay out our long answer. So let's dive into an explanation as to why fat cavitation requires a series of treatments. We need to review some facts and we think you'll find them very interesting. Do you know how big human fat cells are? Well, they're not very big. They're tiny. The size of a human fat cell ranges from 0.1 millimeter to 0.2 millimeter in diameter. That's the average. Though the exact measurement, it's going to depend on how much fat is held within each cell, which obviously varies from person to person. So fat cells can be up to 0.8 millimeters in diameter. Now, it's hard to envision 0.1 millimeters to 0.8 millimeters, right? So let's put this in perspective and give it some meaning. Okay, think about the tip of a ballpoint pen. That's 0.8 millimeters, the biggest size that we're going to see of fat cells. So it's no surprise to learn that we as humans, we have a whole lot of fat cells in our body. So how many exactly do we have? Well, the average person has between, get this, 25 and 35 billion fat cells distributed throughout our body. Now, the number, the actual number in each person's body, that is actually set by the time the person's an adolescent. So when we diet and exercise to reduce inches or lose weight, we do not decrease the number of fat cells. We don't do that. We either gain weight and expand the size of the fat cell or lose weight and shrink the size of the fat cells. But the good news is we can decrease the number of fat cells in the treated area with fat cavitation treatment sessions. So now that we know that, let's explore another question. How many fat cells or what percentage of the fat cells does one cavitation treatment session effect? Well, clinical studies, they've looked at fat loss, but they've studied only from four or more fat reduction treatments. There is not one published study that's evaluated results from a single treatment. And since there are no studies regarding fat cell numbers or fat cell percentage reduced in one or even more fat cavitation treatments, we don't, nobody really knows for sure. Now, ultrasound, plychometry, and biopsy findings, those have been published in research and have shown reduction in the subcutaneous fat layer from a series, here we are again, of four or more fat cavitation treatments. But there is simply no research finding to tell us how many fat cells are affected by one cavitation session. So we don't know how many fat cells that we either need to destroy or shrink to lose an inch in circumference. But an educated guess, well, that number's pretty big, right? Well, we find that all so intriguing, but body contouring is our thing. 
Now, let's move on to cavitation treatment plans and how many treatment sessions you should recommend to start. And as always, before the details of anything, we need to cover the foundation. So, to dis- we need to discuss the foundation of cavitation treatment plans. So, we need to talk about a few things. First, as you know, fat loss from cavitation treatments is cumulative. But give it some thought and make sure you understand why that's so. So, let's back up. Fat cells are tiny. Remember, the size of the tip of a pen at the largest. So imagine how many fat cells we need to destroy for inch loss. That's why fat destruction from fat cavitation treatments must be cumulative, meaning that multiple treatments are needed so we can build on the fat loss from prior treatments to build up and achieve the patient's desired results. Next, Undertreatment, well, that's the kiss of death for your business. Undertreatment leads to poor results and unhappy patients. So your cavitation treatment plans have to include an appropriate size treatment area and an adequate number of cavitation treatment sessions to achieve desired results we're going to be talking about the number of treatment sessions. And so we're all familiar with that. But regarding the treatment area size, it's very hard to define that appropriate treatment area size. But a good rule of thumb is the size of your hands. An ideal size cavitation treatment area should be no more than two, maybe three hands in size. And even that depends on the factors involved with that patient, which we're going to be covering shortly. So let's get into some details about the different ways body contouring providers can undertreat with cavitation so you know what to avoid. Well, providers can fall short and underdeliver in three different ways. First, by treating an area that's too large to get therapeutic results. Second, by including fewer than needed treatment sessions in the plan. And third, might be a surprise to you, and that is treating too many areas at the same time. For many reasons, we recommend focusing on treating one area at a time, delivering excellent results, and then moving on to the second area, etc. Now that's not to say we have never treated multiple areas but there are many cautions in doing that. We have a great blog article discussing the implications of treating multiple areas, and we'll leave a link in the show notes for it if you want to take a look. It's called Considerations When Deciding to Treat Multiple Body Contouring Areas in One Visit, but it's applicable to multiple areas within the same few weeks period of the first treatment sessions. So, Now that we've covered that, we're ready to go over our guide to creating the perfect custom-designed cavitation treatment plan. Now, the first step in determining the number of treatment sessions that you're going to include in your cavitation treatment plans is assessing many factors with that patient. You'll start off with health and lifestyle factors, such as age. Generally, the older the patient 
the more treatments that might be needed. Overall health of your patients. Well, patients with chronic illnesses or other type of issues, they have a lot going on and may need more treatments. What's their daily activity? Just know that patients with desks or sedentary jobs or lifestyles, they're going to need more treatments. What about your patient's diet and nutrition? Because your patient's are going to need to comply with your post-treatment diet and nutrition instructions. If you think that it's going to be too big of a change for them, kind of factor that in. They may need more treatments. Motivation and attitude. Patients who are super motivated, they may need fewer treatments because they're going to be complying with everything you're asking them to do. Patients who are downers or looking for excuses to make for their situations, they may not be as motivated to follow your instructions and may need more treatments. Sleep quality is a big one. So it's just not just too little sleep, but poor quality sleep. Inquire as to their sleep habits because poor quality or too little sleep, those patients may need more treatments. And finally, stress. Most of us have a lot of chronic stress, right? So if you have patients who describe a high-stress life, um, they may need more treatments. Now, after we go over these, we can't help but omit a brief discussion about lymphatic function and lymphatic booster treatments because all these lifestyle factors that I just discussed, well, all of them can lead, every single one of them can lead to poor lymphatic function. And that's why we say all cavitation protocols should include lymphatic booster treatments to assist the patient in lymphatic drainage. If you want to learn more about these treatments or about why you need them, like learning about the lymphatic system, we have a blog called Why a Comprehensive Body Contouring Protocol Should Include Lymphatic boosters, and we're leaving a link in our show notes if you want to explore that further. Now, here's some cautions if you do identify a patient with inefficient lymphatic function. You may not want to perform more than one cavitation per week if your patient has that insufficient lymphatic drainage. She is going to require further space in between for that lymphatic elimination to occur between treatments. Now, observe these patients very closely um, because more than one week space may even be necessary to allow their body time to process the fat debris from the treatments. And by the way, everything that we're discussing is education that you have that is really helpful to share with your patients. The next factor is expectations, the patient's expectations. You have to determine that for each of your patients. They all have them. The sad truth is all patients come to us with preset expectations. It's our job to uncover them and make sure they're realistic. In other words, we need to make sure we can meet their expectations, and then we need to know how many treatments we think it'll take to do it. 
Now, if you need help in this area, in the patient assessments and patient expectations, we have a great blog article about doing the assessment and creating your care plans. It's called How to Build Wow Body Contouring Treatment Plans. We'll leave a link to, our sh- to it in our show notes if you'd like to explore that further. Okay, that's it for health and lifestyle and status factors and also expectations. So it's time to move on to the fat factors. What you'll be considering are the characteristics and the location of the fat that your patients want reduced. Now, before we discuss the location and the characteristics of the fat, we need to clarify something that you may already know. With any non-invasive body contouring treatment, including cavitation, we can treat subcutaneous fat, but not visceral fat. Remember, subcutaneous fat are those fat cells that are located between the skin and the muscles. You can grab it and you can pinch this fat. Visceral fat, however, is located deep inside the abdominal cavity and wrapped around all the uh, visceral organs, and you cannot grab and pinch this fat. In fact, it feels kind of like a a watermelon when you thump that belly. Okay, let's move on, as promised, to the location of the fat, which really defines the characteristics of the fat. So we have type 1, metabolic fat. Type 1 metabolic fat is found in the abdomen. These fat cells are large and they're soft. They have very little fibrous component and they respond really, really well to fat cavitation treatments. And then there's type two, structural fat. It's found in multiple locations throughout the body and it plays actually functional roles depending on the area it's found. Now this type of fat is wrapped in a fibrous mesh making it more resistant to cavitation treatments than metabolic fat, but it can be treated. So this fat is found in inner knees, inner thighs, armpits, breasts, the pectoral area, and the hips. Now the third type, type three, is fibrous fat. It is also found in multiple locations in the body. These are small little fat cells that are wrapped in a thick fibrous protective shell. This type of fat, as it sounds, is the most resistant to cavitation treatments. And patients who want treatment in these areas, well, they're likely to need many more repeated treatments to reach their desired results. So areas of mechanical stress or movement is typically where this fat is found the outer thighs, the saddlebags, the arms, the knees, the buffalo hunt, and any other area that's involved in motion in the body. Next on fat factors, we need to assess for the thickness of the fat layer. And it brings up a question, how thick of a layer of fat can you treat with cavitation? Well, that really depends on whether your patient has unrealistic expectations or realistic expectations. So we go back to patient expectation. Your patient is coming to see you, remember, with that preset expectation. You've got to uncover them. Would she be happy losing an inch from her waistline or does she expect a whole lot more? 
Is she thinking that she could get a total transformation? And it's, is she hiding her true expectations? These are the type of patients you can treat with cavitation. You can treat almost any size of patient, even if your patient's a large person who wants to target an area with a lot and a thick layer of fat, as long as she has realistic expectations and that she'll be happy with the results you can reasonably obtain, and as long as she agrees to the number of treatments that you recommend. What do you think so far? Have you given what we've been talking about much thought when you're designing your cavitation treatment plans? So let's put all of these factors in this guide to action with a couple of examples because we think that really shows you how helpful it is. But before we look at these patients, Shannon has a message for us. Ready to start your own body contouring business? or add in-demand body contouring services to your current business. We've created online courses to make it easy without a huge investment, time-consuming research, or taking dangerous risks. Our online certification courses lay out complete roadmaps for implementing the most popular and affordable body contouring devices on the market. Each course is complete with an explanation of technologies, method of action, step-by-step -step treatment protocols, downloadable forms, and more. After completing each course, you'll have the knowledge to deliver desired results and generate maximum revenue. Become a body contouring expert. Visit bodycontouringacademy.com, click on the certification courses from the menu, and discover the courses that can transform your business today. Okay, back to our examples. Our first example, here's her description. She's Janie S. She's a 27-year-old professional ballet dancer. She's fit and she's a healthy weight. She's not gained weight, but she's developed this pudge in her tummy that she'd like to reduce with cavitation. The size of the fat layer on her abdomen measures about two hands in size, and upon pinching it, it seems to be no more than an inch thick. She's coming to you saying she wants it, quote, all gone. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to go through your checklist. Her health and lifestyle factors. Well, she's active, she's a normal weight, she leads a healthy life, she's not indicated high stress or poor quality sleep, so she's low risk as far as that goes and would end up, as far as that goes, on the lower end of the recommended number of treatments. Her fat factors. Well, she has abdominal fat, which is the most treatable fat, that treatable metabolic fat. The fat layer, excellent too less than an inch thick, and the size of the area is two hands or less. So that's all good too and would err on the side of the lower end of your recommendations. Now her expectations are she wants it gone. That might be problematic. You're going to need to advise her that you can reduce it, but you can't promise that it will be all gone. All gone is somewhat subjective also. After you've done this, this education about everything, make sure she wants to proceed knowing this. 
Now, so we get to the number of treatments. There was nothing in this to indicate to us that she would need many more treatments than six. She might very well reach her reduction at six treatments. We would start this patient with six treatments, but we would educate her about the possibility of needing more, as you do with all your patient. But regarding that, here's a tip from our experience. When patients hear six treatments or nine treatments or whatever you tell them, even though you've told them that they may need more, they often cling to the idea that those six treatments are going to get them where they want to be. So they're unhappy after those six treatments to hear that they may need more treatments. So if you have any doubt about the possibility of needing more than six, tre six treatments, it's not a bad idea to recommend nine or whatever you think could possibly be needed. Because you can always stop before that nine treatments if your client is happy sooner. So our second example is very different. She's Eloise J, and she's a 59-year-old legal secretary who's 5'2 and weighs 175. She's raised two boys as a single mom. One has left home, but she still supports the 20-year-old. She says she wants to lose weight overall, but she's always hated what she calls her thunder thighs. And now that she's raised her kids, it's time that she can do something about it. So the size of fat that she wants to reduce on her thighs is about one hand on each thigh, but a very thick layer of fat is present, like you can grab a handful. Now she sits all day at work and she's too tired to exercise when she gets home. She generally um, eats out for breakfast and lunch, but tries to eat healthy at dinner time. She says her 20-year-old just worries her because he quit school and he doesn't want to work, and she doesn't sleep well with these worries. She's coming to you asking for cavitation to reduce her outer thighs. Well, her health and lifestyle factors make her high risk for needing a high number of treatments. But you know, so many of our patients fall into this category. What you need to do is educate these patients about lifestyle, diet, exercise, sleep, hydration, as well as education about the lymphatic boosters. You need to determine how much her lifestyle is going to slow down her progress and how much more space she's going to need between treatments. She is treatable with cavitation, but she's going to be hard to treat. Now, the fat factors and her expectations, let's talk about that before we move on to fat. Her expectations are she wants to do something about it, but we don't really know what that means. Does she mean get rid of them? Does she mean make them smaller? Does she mean make them smoother? And you're going to need to explore that. So we move on to fat factors. The fat on the thighs is type three. That's that fibrous fat, the most resistant to our treatments. So you're gonna need to educate your patient that this fat's very resistant to treatment and it may take multiple, multiple treatments and sometimes even with that improvement can be very minimal, especially in light of our lifestyle factors. One thought is you could ask her, and during your assessment and your meeting with her, if you find out that she has another area that bothers her too, maybe not as much as her thighs, 
you might suggest steering in that direction to treat instead. She might be happier. But in the end of the day, it's going to be your patient's choice. Now, the fat layer, since that really thick layer is present, you're going to need to educate her about that factoring into multiple treatments too. Now, the size of the area falls in, into an acceptable range. It's one hand on each side. However, if it were two hands on each thigh, we would call that two treatment areas because you just could not effectively treat all of it in one session. Remember, the thighs are two you combine the thighs to be one treatment. So you have to have enough time to cover both thighs in one treatment area. So the number of treatments, 12 or more, definitely. If this patient does want to proceed with her thigh, we recommend doing maybe three or four treatments and then stopping to reassess for a reduction, for smoothing, for any type of results, and for her satisfaction. So that both of you can reassess at this point, considering all her high-risk factors in getting good results. They're just stacked up against her. So you can see that the number of cavitation treatments to include in your cavitation treatment plans varies from patient to patient, as you did in these two very extreme examples. You're going to have patients of all kinds. But the factors that contribute to your assessment of the number of recommended treatments, they're going to be the same for every patient. And by using our guide, so to custom design your cavitation treatment plans for each individual patient, you can assure you're addressing every factor. So each of your patients get your expert education and, and advice, and you deliver the very best results every time. Well, that's it for today. Until next time, beautiful wishes. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. Email us at bodycontouringacademy.com with any feedback, topic suggestions, or to offer to tell your body contouring success story. We love to hear success stories and learn about winning strategies. Visit bodycontouringacademy.com for tools, education, industry news, and cutting-edge articles. Thanks so much for listening and have a great rest of your week.